You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. This is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Oh my goodness. How much stuff do we have today? Lots and 60 minutes to squeeze it all in. So let's roll right off the top. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer and the daily poll question. We did it again, despite my car troubles this morning. They got me here a little bit later. They can't stop me. Wait until my wife wakes up and finds out I took her car. She's not going to be happy, people. She's not going to be happy. But uh, I'm here. I'm ready to roll. So let's uh, let's get into it. As I said, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So ridiculous amount of things to talk about today. What things, right? You're just waking up. You're just getting in your own car, hopefully, not somebody else's. Don't steal people's cars. That would be my first message to you on this Friday. Well, A, how about those Knicks? And more importantly, how about thank God for the Dallas Mavericks? Could you imagine what it would be like? Can the Knicks trade some other players on their other unhappy players on their team to other teams, thus that the Knicks can get properly motivated to beat those former players? It's amazing. The Knicks have three wins this year. Two of them have come against the Dallas Mavericks. So the Knicks get a win last night, 106-103. So they improve to 3-9, and but they beat the Mavs at the Garden. And more importantly, right, last night was all about Kristaps Porzingis being back. Certainly got the reaction that you would expect. So at least for another day, you would think that David Fisdale's job is safe. Now, I don't want to go out too far on a limb there and say that for sure, because you would think that the Knicks wouldn't fire the guy after a win. But it is the Knicks. So you, I mean, you really can never say anything for, with 100% certainty. And it would just seem to make more sense because they'll have plenty of opportunities to fire him after a loss, right? Like to fire him after a win would be pretty rare considering how rare uh, the wins are. But again, it is the Knicks, so you never know. Now, I always refer to Knicks fans as by far the most delusional in sports the most delusional, certainly in this city. And last night, and that's not a hundred, that's not a hundred percent negative. It is to a certain, I mean, largely it's a negative to say somebody's delusional, but it's not a hundred percent an insult. And last night was a perfect illustration as to why they are delusional because they are so into their team. Despite the fact that their team is really not all that into them. I mean, it's a pretty one-sided relationship if you're a Knicks fan. So you heard the reports, and I, I was watching, I was, you know, I was trying to find the game last night. I thought it was on MSG, and then I realized, oh, right, it's going to be on uh, on TNT. So I had to sit through that. Have you ever seen the show Bones? Bones was on before. Like I was wanting, I hope was hoping to get a little bit of a preview of what you know warmups would be like. So I had to sit through that show Bones. Man, that is a dumb show. Wow, that was really, really dumb. I felt I, I felt like I was losing IQ points just by watching it. And look, if you listen to this show, you know I can't afford to lose any of those. But you got the reports that KP was getting uh, booed in warm-ups. Booed, and it did not take long when he got introduced to get a vibe for how the night was going to go. For a team, any other team in this town... If they were sitting with the prospects that the Knicks are sitting at, even early on this early on in the season, the 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 fervor, the intensity would not be that great for a player who, while he wanted out of here, he didn't want to be here. It wasn't like the reaction you would think he walked out 
with the double middle fingers. I mean, you, you would think he did the old Brian Cox with the intensity of Nick fans last night. And I do think it clearly impacted him. It clearly affected him, especially early on. Now, he did finish with 20 points. He had 11 uh, rebounds, three, pl- uh, three blocks. He played 33 minutes. But especially early on, he seemed jumpy. He seemed nervous. He didn't seem to be able to get into the flow of the offense, seemed to be forcing it. And look, you can question lots of things about Nick fans. I would say starting with their sanity. But you can never question their devotion. And the reaction, was it a, maybe a little over the top? Well, maybe a little bit, but that's exactly what you would have to expect. This was a guy who was seen as the savior. This wasn't just some other guy that just wanted off the team. This was a guy who was seen as the savior who did not want to be here. Now, I do not view the Porzingis affair as him not wanting New York. I keep hearing that, you know, oh, this guy didn't want the city. No, I think he wanted New York. He wanted the big, you know, the, 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 the big stage, the bright lights. And I don't even know necessarily that it was a rebuke of Nick fans. I think he likes Nick fans. I think he did not trust the organization, which to me is not a crazy thing. And I do think that there's a lot that happened behind the scenes that maybe we'll never know. Maybe someday we will. And that clearly had to um, play a hand in it. And usually the best revenge is living well. And at least for a, a night, the Nick fans got to live well, right? You got to win. But mainly the, the, the reason why Nick fans are so ticked off is not just that he wanted off the team, not just that he demanded a trade. It's because now without him, you can't live well. You basically have to start the rebuild, the reboot, all over again. And that's mostly because the trade that the Knicks made was terrible. And to me, uh, just to kind of rehash that a little bit, the trade itself I don't think was one that is that outrageous, right? Like you, everybody still has questions about Porzingis' health, his durability, his tendency to wear down. I know he's coming back from the 20 months away, but you even saw him last night. He was gassed at times, his hands on his, on his knees. His attitude was, was sometimes called into question. The major problem is not that you traded him. The return, the, the problem was the return you got from him was ridiculous. From the jump. This is not hindsight. This is not looking back and saying, you know what? They didn't do all that well. No. From the jump. From the exact moment of the trade to trade away your centerpiece. And you can question whether or not he is a centerpiece. But I don't think you can question whether or not the return was something that was uh, value. You don't take your most valuable piece and trade him away from cap for cap space. Especially when you turn around and use that cap space on basically nothing. So if you have some thoughts on Porzingis' return last night, certainly 1-800-919-ESPN. But then you have what happened on Thursday night football last night. Now, maybe you're just waking up and saying, what, what happened on Thursday night football? Well, it was not that the Browns got a win. They beat the Steelers 21-7. And i got to be honest with you, I was not really focused on Thursday night football at all last night because of everything with Porzingis and all that kind of stuff. But the Browns got a much-needed win. The Browns played well. Baker Mayfield, I have to assume, played fairly decently. I didn't, again, I did not really focus on that game. The Browns' playoff chance is not really what we're going to be talking about. Because at the end of the game, in the closing seconds of the game, Miles Garrett, the former first round pick of the Cleveland Browns, 
was, I guess, kind of rushing the passer on a play. And he did, uh, he did something that you don't, you don't often see. What did he do? Well, he got close enough to Mason Rudolph to rip off his helmet from his head. Bad. Hard to make it much worse than that, right? Well, he came up with a way. He then decided to club Mason Rudolph with his own helmet in the head. That's one of those things I think that if you saw in a movie, you'd be like, wow, that that's silly. That would never happen. Like Draft Day. Remember the movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner? There's tons of things that happened in that movie. People were telling me, oh, what a good movie. It was terrible. It was so outlandish. It was terrible. Hey, the, the draft, we're, we're picking in three minutes. Hey, let's go watch some game film on this guy. Yeah, that, that's the good time to go watch some more game film on a guy. Three minutes before you're pick while you're on the clock. <laughs> I better not say that out loud. The Jets might actually use that. Um, it's one of those things that when you watch the video, and as bad as it sounds like I'm describing it, it the video makes it seem worse. But obviously, I, I don't really know what the take – I'm sure people are going to have takes on this later today – I don't really know what the take is outside of that Miles Garrett is going to be suspended for a very, very long time. And I would expect it's not inconceivable that he is suspended for the remainder of the season. Somebody suggested, well, he should be suspended for the rest of the season in the playoffs. Did he get traded? He's on the Browns. He's not going to the playoffs. Don't worry about that. Yes, he's suspended for all the deep Browns playoff run. Yes, I think that it's very conceivable that he will be uh, suspended for the rest of the season. There's a the hefty fine. Maybe some other guys are suspended as well. Uh, Marquise Pouncey seemed to be uh, kicking him while he was down, which i, I got to be honest, in the moment when you see your quarterback get clubbed in the head with a helmet, maybe you shouldn't do that, right? But what is he, suppo- I mean, what is he supposed to do? It's almost like let the punishment be damned. i got to protect my guy. And the only thing that I can liken it to, you remember Kyle Turley? Kyle Turley, I think he played with the Saints when it happened. He played with a a few teams. But there was one incident that happened with him where he ripped off a guy's helmet and, like, he threw it. He didn't throw it at the guy. He just kind of threw it on the field. And I remember even back then you were thinking, wow, that guy's going to get suspended. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't know what the takeaway is. Obviously, you can't do that. Miles Garrett said after the game that you can't do that. I thought Baker Mayfield on the field with Aaron Andrews after the game, even just it just happened a few moments earlier, uh, said we can't continue to do that. Didn't I mean he he said that Miles Garrett knows that and he 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 didn't crush his teammate, but he said what you had to say. So I think everybody kind of knows you can't do that. And now the NFL is going to have to uh, take a look at it. And I don't expect that it would be a very long time before we find out that Miles Garrett is going to be facing a significant suspension. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. You know what? Let's squeeze a call in right away because Chris wants to talk about Miles Garrett. I don't know how much time we're going to spend on Miles Garrett, but Chris, go ahead, man. Hey, Gordon, what's up, man? Listen, uh, two, two things here. I, I can't stand that ESPN is advertising the Knicks. Oh, see what the fans think of Chris Gapsports for Zinger's return. And, uh, oh, you know, we play hard. You know what? I, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan since the 90s, and for the last four years I haven't watched some good riddance. I, I will not watch another Knicks game until Thones sells a team. All right. Well, I and, mean, it's going to be a while. 
I mean, you can't. I mean, you really can't blame ESPN for featuring. You know, I'm assuming you're talking about the promos that were running on our station. We're the home of the Knicks. We want people to listen to the Knicks game. It's a featured matchup, and you know, let's be honest. If, if things continue to go the way they're going right now, it's going to be harder and harder to find out. You know, storylines that are going to be intriguing for the Knicks. I mean, it's just, it's just, I'm just being honest. Right. Uh, listen, uh, and, and this, this Miles Garrett, man. I mean, this is you know, this is something just short of the last Boy Scout here. Well, yeah. How, yeah. How, long, how long are we going to have people do this? Yeah, well, look, I mean, this is not an, uh, this is not really an, an NFL issue that this is something that happens repeatedly, right? Like, I think that people are going to be like, I think one of the takeaways today is like, well, you know, the NFL really has to crack down on this sort of thing. This sort of thing does not happen. I don't ever remember somebody ripping off someone's helmet and then beating them to with it. No, clearly, uh, that is uh, <laughs> that's something you can't do. It's not really... This is not really a hot take. No, he's going to be suspended for a very significant period of time. It's not really an NFL issue in that uh, that is going to be, uh, you know, something they have to crack down on. It's the only time it's happened, and I'm going to have to assume it's going to be the only time it happens anytime soon. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. That's the phone number. So if you want to get in on either um, the uh, the Miles Garrett stuff or the KP stuff, that's there. We got to touch on Brody Van Wagenen, who had some things to say about Carlos Beltran. I say some things. He basically said the same thing over and over and over again. That was mainly because of the questions. There's new uh, twists and turns in the Astros uh, cheating scandal. And a, a topic that I brought up yesterday was made crystal clear that I am 100% right. And Major League Baseball needs to figure out a punishment for the Astros sooner rather than later, mainly because... People's perception of what the punishment is going to be is getting so carried away that whenever they come out with whatever harsh punishment they have, unless they announce that they have disbanded the Astros, people, based on their expectations of what I hear, are going to be sorely disappointed. So we'll get into some of the more ridiculous things as suggested punishments that I've already heard. But our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, it's at Gordon Damer. And uh, I think it's a good one today. And I'm interested to see if we get some uh, some good numbers, right? Wednesday, the Jets came out. Their owner, Chris Johnson, Mr. Excitement, publicly stated that no matter how the Jets season ends, Adam Gase is not going anywhere. I would suggest the Jets are not going anywhere with Adam Gase. No, but he means that he is going to be remaining the coach for the rest of this year, and he will be back in 2020. Get those season ticket plans in right away. Despite the win over the Mavericks last night, it certainly seems that David Fisdale's job is in jeopardy with the Knicks, even through, what, 11 games? Right. 12 games. 9-3-12. Uh, math. On the air. I'm like, get me on jeopardy. Uh, so which is more ridiculous? The fact that Adam Gase's job is safe or that David Fisdale, his job is already in jeopardy with not even – you know, a real taste of the NBA season uh, just yet. So that's the poll question. Which is more ridiculous, that Adam Gase's job is safe or that David Fisdale's job's in jeopardy? That's the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. Coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls. We'll get into the Brody stuff. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We touched on Christoph Porzingis' return to the Garden last night. The Knicks got a win. 
Thank heavens for that, at least, at least for a day. David Fisdale, I guess, is a little bit off the hook, at least for now. Although, again, you never know. Things could always change. To think that a coach is already in trouble just 12 games into a season that everybody had to realize was a rebuilding season. The Knicks will be in the lottery again this year. You hope that they have maybe a few more wins. I'll leave that, I'll leave that uh, open because depending on how the season goes, I might start calling for a tank again. Clearly the Knicks' biggest, well, the biggest on-the-court issue is that they don't have a lot of talent. So if there's some way, there's some secret way to be able to gain more talent for your team and you're an organization which clearly cannot rely on free agency, well, that leaves trades and that leaves the draft. So uh, the Knicks got a win last night, now 3-9 and nine on the season. But uh, our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, uh, at Gordon Damer, is all about uh, a couple of coaches in town. Adam Gase being safe with his job, as Christopher Johnson came out the other day and said. Or that uh, David Fisdale is in trouble. And I think both are kind of, uh, given with what you've gotten so far, are both kind of ridiculous, right? Like any coach of an NBA team that you knew going into the year after a 17-win season, I think the main takeaway by everybody has been, even though if you don't like what David Fisdale has done, and there are some questions, right? There are some major questions about uh, deciding who to play, when to play, your rotations, the development of players, all these things. There, There's questions for David Fisdale. He's not done a great job, I would say. But what exactly did you expect? The Knicks are now 3-9. and nine. What did you expect them to be? 6-6? Six and six? They're going to win probably around 25 games. At no point should you be thinking that this is a team that's going to battle for the 8th seed or battle for 500 or battle for relevancy. This is the start. They are at ground zero. This is step one of what is going to be an extensive rebuild. So anybody, especially the Knicks front office, which to me, that press conference the other day was just simply a response to the owner's unhappiness with the lack of effort. But to think that David Fisdale, if you believe in him in any way, that his job should be in jeopardy at this point of the season. And as we played for you, was it yesterday or two days ago? Adrian Wojnarowski saying, that it's inevitable that he will be fired. And I don't think that he means, well, five years from it's, it's inevitable that everybody gets fired. No, I think he's meaning that it's inevitable at some point this year the Knicks are going to fire David Fisdale. And to be, have made that, that decision up in your mind already, well, that does not speak well to the Knicks organization. And as I said, I have problems with David Fisdale, but anybody who's looking at the list of issues surrounding the Knicks and thinks to themselves, you know what the first thing we got to do? Fire the coach. You might not like the coach. He has some things that he has done, I don't think, all that well. But actually, his track record is by far superior to Steve Mills's track record. Steve Mills's track record is extensive, and it's horrendous. I wouldn't let that guy pick lunch, never mind pick any more players or any more coaches. Can you imagine this guy's getting to pick another coach? And it is because he is a master, clearly, behind the scenes of, you know, shifting blame and not accepting responsibility for his own failures. How anybody could look at the Knicks and say the first thing we have to do is get rid of the coach, and I'm not even a fan of the coach. 
more so than get rid of um, Steve Mills? I, I don't know how anybody could say that. So if I were to answer the poll question today, Fizz being in trouble is outrageous. But I think even with that said, the fact that Adam Gase's job is secure, given with what you've gotten and given with what is still possible. How can you say with what you've seen from the Jets this year that you have a real good read Like, how would you say this season ends really, really well for the Jets? Now, they have some very winnable games, including this week against Washington. And dear God, to think that we have to sit through Jets skins on Sunday. They want to punish Miles Garrett. Forget about a suspension. Force him to sit and watch that. That is brutal. That is going to be a brutal game to watch. So I'm sure the Jets... We'll win some games here down the stretch of the season, and the record won't seem so bad. But you and I both know there were questions about Adam Gase when he got the job. Now, I didn't think he would be this bad, but he has been. He has been. That's the track record. And the problem with coming out, because people will say, well, what was, what was Christopher Johnson supposed to say? How about nothing? Like the first rule in medicine is do no harm. The first rule for your owner should be don't make it worse. Why would you feel the need when no one is clamoring or if they are, you don't have to respond to it. It's not like they chased him down somewhere and he's blurted something out. He thought this through with what you've seen from Adam Gase so far. He came out and said, no, he's he's definitely going to be back. He's definitely going to be back. So to me. Given with what you've gotten so far out of Adam Gase, the fact that his job already is secure, no questions, no doubts, and maybe the best sign that it's the wrong decision is one that's being made by Christopher Johnson because it's not like he's got a great track record either. So you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damon. Let's squeeze in a couple more calls here. Mike is in upstate New York. Mike, uh, you're up next. Go, my man. Hey, hey, Gordon. I'm calling because... You know, I kind of disagree what you said about Chris Johnson. I thought it was actually the right move to actually let everybody know that Gates was going to be the coach for next season. And it's not only because, you know, that Gates is in his first year, obviously, but I think it's, it's because the fans and the players need to know that no matter what happens the rest of this year, he's going to come back. And who are they going to go to? if Gase is going to be fired. And Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas is his guy. So Joe Douglas isn't going to get rid of Adam Gase in his first year. He's going to allow him to do one more year. They're going to draft together. They're going to try to see if they can put this all together. Obviously, this year is a failure, and hopefully Adam Gase doesn't completely ruin Sam Darnold. But I thought it was the right move by Christopher Johnson. I think it was the I think it was the wrong move to come out and say anything. Why Why would I Why would I paint myself into a corner when I don't need to paint at all? And you know our great Chris Canty, who uh, saw one of my tweets. I don't remember what it was, but he, he came out and this is a guy who's played in organizations and said bad organizations feel the need to respond to the noise. And I think that's exactly what the Jets did. And to me, that was not really as much a support of Adam Gase as it was, uh, as, you're, as the caller was pointing out, like to, to react to the noise so that there's not the plane fi- flying over Jet home games 
saying fire Adam Gase. I think that that is what uh, Christopher Johnson was much more responding to. And the outcry from fans on shows, on, on, on basically everywhere, that they do not like Adam Gase. And another example yesterday, it's amazing because with Gase, it's not just that Sundays are bad. There are stories during the week that make it seem worse. Yesterday, I'm not going to go into detail because we only have so much time, but Quincy Anunwa. Quincy Anunwa, who's out for the season, obviously, um, blasted the Jets on, on Twitter. After he was fined, what was it, twenty almost $28,000, that's the maximum allowed under the collective bargaining agreement, because he missed two treatments in his rehab. And he detailed why he missed those treatments. And he even admitted, yes, I should have informed the team before missing them. One of them was that he, he was doing something for his wife, who was a veteran, and it was Veterans Day, and he missed a treatment. as a, But he's out for the year. I mean, um, not saying there shouldn't be any punishment. But to for it to be so punitive, uh, it seems a bit ridiculous, and it just kind of feeds into this narrative after the the Calicio Semele incident as well, and Gase's tenure in Miami, that he does not really have the players' backs. That it's all about Adam Gase, and that he will again shift blame and accept no responsibility on lots of things. And to me, for for Quincy Anunwa. Uh, for him, a guy who, I mean, have you ever really heard Quincy and Numa come out and hammer the organization or hurt the organization? No. So this is another example, and players see this. So if you're hoping, and I don't know what the Jets cap situation is after the year, but if you're hoping that, you know what, this year is it's a fluke, and that when they get into the offseason that Adam Gase and Joe Douglas are going to be able, I think that this this impacts the team for the future as much as anything else. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we have Moment of Inspiration for this Friday morning. We have to get into the Astros stuff. Brody Van Wagenen having things to say yesterday as well, which I actually, maybe it was my, my, my sleep deprivation, but I actually found myself agreeing with Brody Van Wagenen. Who would have thunk it? Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Tanner shoot for the next 20 seconds to go. Foul on its feet. Tie game at 101. Morris, five to shoot against Cleveland. Step back three. Knocks it down. Marcus Morris, his fifth three. He's got 20 points and makes up 104-101 with 13.2 to go. All right, so there you go. Your moment of inspiration for this Friday morning. Knicks get a win. They beat Christos Porzingis. They beat the Mavericks last night. Can we schedule the Mavericks more often? Or at least can the Knicks trade more disgruntled players to other organizations which will properly motivate the current Knicks? Because their effort in the two games against the Mavericks have been sensational. And you've gotten two wins. Who knows? If they could do that more often, effectively. This could be a playoff team this very season. I figured out a way to turn around the Knicks. You're welcome. So that's your moment of inspiration for this uh, Friday morning. We've touched on the Knicks, 1-800-919-ESPN. We've touched on the uh, incident last night in the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers game in which Miles Garrett lost his mind and apparently decided he was going to take Mason Rudolphs because he uh, ripped his helmet off and started to bash him in the head, in the head with it. So you don't see that every day. So obviously he is going to be sitting uh, and uh, watching for a long while. And I've already suggested, again, brilliant idea by me. If they really want to punish Miles Garrett 
It's not so much about a suspension. He should this Sunday be forced to watch Jets and uh, Redskins. That's a punishment that's really, I mean, wow, that is tough. So the other stories we have to touch on today because there's a ton of stuff. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. The Astros, the update on the Astros cheating scandal. When you do a show, when you do, when you're a sports fan, you like to be ahead of the curve, right? That's what you'd like to do. And I think on this one topic, I think I'm definitely ahead of the curve. I said yesterday that I think that no matter what the punishment is for the Astros, if it's proven, and I think at this point, it's been proven, right? I mean, like, we're not really questioning anymore. Thanks to the work of uh, John Boy on Twitter, the Yankee, uh, the Yankee fan who has, has found all these videos and has cranked them out. I mean, it's amazing how fast this guy's been able to crank these things out. I, I don't think he has a giant team of people. And it's funny because I keep hearing people is saying, well, you know, Major League Baseball doesn't have the resources to be able to go back. John Boy's doing it. So why can't Major League Baseball go back and find all these examples from the 2017 season and whether or not something similar extended into other seasons, which you would certainly have to think. Cheaters don't just stop cheating because for any other reason other than they are 100% caught and forced to stop cheating. So I said on the show yesterday that I think that no matter what the punishment is, because of the scope of the story, people are going to be underwhelmed by it. And there was a report yesterday, I can't remember by who, but I mean, it's not really that crazy, that the punishment is expected to be something we have never seen before. Well, I I don't think that that's really that far out there. That seems like a reasonable take because the last punishment was an undisclosed fine to the Boston Red Sox. Clearly, the punishment here is going to be more significant based solely on the fact that when they handed out the undisclosed fine they said if this happens again the next punishment is going to be more significant so major league baseball clearly botched it then and now they're going to have to make up for it but because of the fact that we don't really have a blueprint for how this will end up going right like there's not a precedent already set this is what this team was hit with so you'd have to expect it to be a little bit more it's really open-ended And that open-endedness has led people to lose their ever-loving minds. The amount of suggestions, which I already thought was pretty far out there, and this was 24 hours ago, it seems like everybody is trying to one-up each other with the ridiculous level. Now, keep in mind, as of yesterday, some of the ridiculous suggestions were they're not allowed to spend any money in free agency. None. I can't remember what some of the other ones were, but every time I would hear somebody call a show or uh, read an article or a fan says something, somebody texts me, whatever. Every time it would come up, I'd say, boy, that's the worst idea I've heard. And then 10 minutes later, I would end up saying it again. It just is this spiraling out of control thing that is just running downhill. So yesterday... I was listening to the Michael K show, the choice in New York sports talk, the Michael K show, 255 every day. Today, they'll talk with Brent Musburger. And they were taking calls. Now, I don't know how they preface the segment. Maybe they were, you know, using it as a thought experiment, right? 
what is the most out there thing that you can think of as uh, a punishment? I'll, pl- I'll just play one call. This is just one suggestion. And this, I would say, is one of the first ones that I heard. So by the, the reasoning that I gave that every time I'd hear one, I'd say, all right, that's the worst idea. And then 10 minutes later, I'd say it again. This is just the tip of the iceberg. So with steroids, you're gaining an edge. So the suspension's 81 games. If they do an investigation and find out that they were stealing signs electronically, that was to gain an edge. It shouldn't be anything minimum less than 81 games and missing the playoffs for each player. Now, for Hinch, I know it's, um, he's a manager, so... You know, obviously his suspension's up in the air, whether it's a year or not. But if these players knowingly were stealing signs electronically to gain an edge in the game, like people who were doing back in the 2000, late 90s for steroids, 81 game suspension, you can't play in the playoffs, but you play every, but then they'll play all 162 games, but with their minor league team. So the suggestion there is, let's just be clear. You're going to suspend all of the Astros for 81 games and the playoffs. Does anybody actually take a breath? I get it. Sometimes you get into a moment and you, it, 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 your rage builds up. Trust me, I have plenty of rage. And your mind gets away from you. And when you have a moment to a moment of clarity right down the road, you have a, a better read on it. And you think to yourself, well, what I was saying there was ridiculous. Does anybody actually think... That Major League Baseball, I get that it's going to be an unprecedented punishment. Does anybody actually think that the Astros' entire team is going to be suspended for 81 games and the playoffs? I heard yesterday that the, the Astros, no matter how they do during the regular season, are prevented. They should be prevented from playing in the playoffs next year. <laughs> Are you serious? What are you talking about? I get that the the punishment does have to be severe. But the idea, look, it's great. Eventually, we finally figured out a way to get Mike Trout back in the MLB postseason. Just what you needed. The Astros are not going to, I heard somebody say, uh, on the K-Show as well, and I don't mean to, to criticize their callers. Their callers are indicative of what other people have been saying. Now, these ones were, I mean, uh, outrageous. But based on the time, maybe, you know, calls today will be outrageous even more. The Astros are not allowed to use any bats this year. They should have to go to the plate and watch pitches and not only not cheat, they cannot even swing a bat because they don't have a bat in their hands. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't be. Any, I heard somebody say yesterday suggest that what they should do is they should be forced to for like if they play a three game series, they should be forced to forfeit the third game. <laughs> Holy moly! I mean, none of those things are going to happen. None of them. And one thing that I've heard that's been suggested, which I think is even uh, in some ways worse. I mean, it's not it's not un, more unrealistic because those things are completely unrealistic. But the idea that the Astros should be forced to vacate the title. I've heard that floated. Who does that punish? That doesn't punish the Astros. I've also heard that they shouldn't be allowed to sell merchandise from the 2017 World Series champion. You think they're selling a lot of 2017 World Series hats right now? (laughs) 
think they're, 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 those things are going at a high premium right now? I don't think so. Every player should be forced to start the at bat with the in, in the field with their back to the infield. <laughs> Paul O'Neill should have to catch a ball in his hat. I mean, what are people? I don't want them vacating the title. That's not punishment. That doesn't hurt them. That's like a fine. I don't care what the fine is. $5 million, $10 million. That doesn't hurt them. I want them to be hurt. I want them to never want to do something similar to this again. And unfortunately, based on what the reward was, which you'd have to say this played a major role in them winning a World Series, it's going to be hard to make this punishment a real punitive thing. So A.J. Hinch suspended for 50 games? I'm cool with that. Draft picks gone? Absolutely that should be on the table. The luxury tax threshold impacted in some way? Great. Get some people suspended. I have no problem with that. Anybody that was involved. Anybody that was involved. And that would include Carlos Beltran. But vacating a title, that does not hurt them. We all saw them win the title. What, did the players have to give their championship rings back? That's not going to happen either. At least put it in the ballpark when you're talking about a punishment. Don't think that you have to overthink it. And thinking that they're going to forfeit one out of every three games or they're not going to be eligible for the postseason next year, I'm sorry. You're overthinking it. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Our poll question up for today is on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. Knicks win last night, beat the Mavericks, beat uh, Christos Porzingis again. But our poll question is to do with coaches in this town, two of them who have been on the hot seat, Adam Gase and David Fisdale, and uh, with Gase's job being safe, according to Chris Johnson, and David Fisdale's job reportedly being in trouble, which one do you find more ridiculous? The fact that Adam Gase is uh, safe for next year, he's definitely coming back, or the fact that uh, 12 games into the NBA season, really even before that, uh, David Fisdale's job is in trouble. So you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. I did want to, before we get back to the phones, 1-800-919-ESPN, just kind of touch on the uh, the Mets angle to the Carlos Beltran story. And to me at this point, I can be proven to be wrong, but one of the first takeaways you had when you when you read the story from The Athletic about the Astros and, and the, the particulars of the story, right, that there was a, a player and a coach who came up with this system, the first person's name, that kind of fit into that, and I, I will grant you that I'm just kind of working off of my own, you know, my own suggestions or whatnot, was the first thing that came to mind was Carlos Beltran. And it seems, as the story has kind of developed here, that Carlos Beltran was at the very least heavily involved, and it seems pretty reasonable to assume from an outsider again that it's possible he came up with the system, right? They talk about how a player who had success before was the person who kind of got this started along with a coach. And it would seem to be very reasonable that Alex Cora was the coach. So Brody Van Wagenen spoke about it yesterday. Now, if it turns out that Carlos Beltran was not involved or he was just involved as, you know, somebody who was taking the sign, well, then his punishment should be whatever the other player's punishment is. But... If it turns out, as it seems reasonable to suggest right now, that he was a driving force behind the system, he should absolutely 
be suspended. No question. But that suspension should not come from the Mets. I agree with Brody Van Wagenen that this is a Major League Baseball issue. It should not be the Mets' job to police Major League Baseball. It didn't happen under their watch. It happened, and it's a far bigger issue for for baseball and uh, the commissioner and and everybody to uh, take care of it there. But again, talk about weird takes. I've heard people suggest that, well, if it turns out that Carlos Beltran had a major hand or if he was the driving force, if he was the instigator in all this, he should be fired by the Mets. If Or this one, if the Mets knew, how could they possibly have hired him? Why would you think that that would impact them? I mean, this is the big leagues here. I mean, I get that we all want to get up on our high heart. I mean, any team, even if they had some inside knowledge of this, part of the reason why Carlos Beltran got the managerial job without any managerial experience was because he's supposed to be this smart mind who's able to read signs and figure out things. And if guys are tipping pitches, that's all part of his reputation. And more importantly, it was just last year, in year one of his tenure, that Brody Van Wagenen made the decision to trade for a guy, a highly questionable decision for many at the time, to trade for a guy who was coming off a league-imposed suspension for PEDs. That's cheating. If Beltron's involved in this, that's cheating. And Brody back then acquired that guy. So why would you think he would not be willing to bring in a guy who is also cheating? It doesn't make any sense. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. All right, let's run through some calls here. Nick's on the table, Miles Garrett, the Astros stuff. Everything's on the table. Let's run through them. Let's start off with Steven in Jersey. Steven, go, my friend. Hey, good morning, Gordon. Uh, quick, uh, as far as the Knicks go, I agree with you. Why can't they have that same energy versus every team? How you beat a playoff team as the Dallas Mavericks, but you lose to the Chicago Bulls and Detroit Pistons. I feel like they should have the Bobby Boucher effect and just picture uh, Porzingis on every team. And the and Fizdale should do the same and just have that same energy for everybody. Just imagine Porzingis on everybody's team, and then hopefully they could beat at least half the teams that they go against the rest of the season, and, you know, Fizdale can keep his job. I feel like also Dolan should sit right next to the coach, uh, next to the bench so Fizdale can feel that heat and the rest of the team can feel that heat. Maybe yeah. that can help us win all. Look, I don't necessarily think the heat is what's necessary. I think better players. You know, like we all think that because that you have bad players, all of a sudden the effort should be great. They're not good. Pl- I mean, the, the talent is not there on a night in, night out basis. So there will be nights like last night that the Knicks will be, you know, properly motivated and properly focused and all those type of things. And I'm sure maybe there was a part of it that they want to, you know, they don't want their coach to be fired because they like him. But to expect that that will happen on a regular basis when you don't have a good team, I think that that's an unfair expectation. Let's go to John in the uh, car. John, go, my man. Hey, Gordon, do you think this frustrates Joe Girardi considering he lost his job that year? Yeah, I mean, I would think so, right? It should it should frustrate anyone. Now, this is also to say, and I'm not suggest uh, I guess I am suggesting it, but I don't have any proof or evidence of this. We don't know that the Astros were the only team that was doing these kind of things. Maybe the Yankees had their own kind of system. Who knows? But when you take a look at what the Astros' reputation is, uh, and you take a look that this was kind of an open secret, one of the main takeaways for me has to be, why did it take an article by Ken Rosenthal to finally get the ball rolling on this. What has Major League Baseball been doing all this whole time? 
I mean, what have they been doing? No, for Joe Girardi? Absolutely. I mean, it might have cost him a second World Series title. And it's all well and good to say, well, they would have moved on from Joe anyway. I, I mean, that's awful hard. You're, you're, you're firing the manager. If you did that, if you fired Joe Girardi after you won a World Series, the only reasonable expe- explanation that you could have was they just didn't like Joe Girardi making as much money as he did. That, that's a money issue. And I don't know that that's completely out of the realm of possibility either. Considering they're paying Aaron Boone what they're paying him. Uh, let's go to Anthony in Staten Island. Anthony, go, my man. Hey, good morning. Um, you know, look, Trevor Bauer has uh, has come out and talked yes. about the, the, the right them cheating. He talks about maybe even performance hands and drugs. You know, Charlie Morton goes from throwing 90 to now, like 97 or whatever mm-hmm. he's throwing. Um, and, 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 you know, if you look at the game of baseball, right, you know, the pitchers cover their mouths. Um, you have all sorts of things, pine tar and, and, and even, even catches throwing the ball in the dirt to try to scuff it when the pitcher gets it. So this isn't new. And, and I think also, I mean, part of the reason why the Yankees maybe even accused the Astros early in the year with the whistling, I mean, think about it. Carlos Beltran is a special advisor to yeah. the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Maybe he knows what's going on. Yep. Yeah. He, who knows? He might have instituted that policy as well. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's there. Carlos Beltran, how good of a whistler are you? It's pot. No, I, I think that everything kind of has to be open for debate. You just take a look at what the, the, I mean, I, I can't pull it up now, but the home and road splits for the Astros in the 2017 playoffs were ridiculous. They were at home, Hall of Fame. On the road, they were class A ball. They were Tim Tebow in the major. I mean, they were that bad. So no, it's it's glaring, and other things now. Now that you know that they were willing to institute this, this is not a rogue player who's looking to cash in and free agency and starts to use steroids. This was a team issued thing. They knew that this was going on. Clearly, everybody knew, even the GM, and the GM being fired. I don't think that that should be off the the the, the table either. I don't think that that will happen, but I don't think it should be off the table. Tom on Long Island. Tom, go, my man. Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good. Uh, the whole thing with the Astros, uh, you know, listen, the, the manager, the bench coach, you want to suspend them for a year if they're guilty, okay, great. Um, if you want to hit them with some kind of fine, they're, they're making... Yeah, I don't, I don't want to fine. fine. Fine to me okay. is absolutely worthless. Yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's lip service. I think what you do is you tell them, next five trips to the playoffs whether it's next year or 10 <laughs> years from now, next five trips to the playoffs, right. no home games. Right. So yeah. this way, it's going to hurt them. You know, yeah. it's going to hurt them. No, I mean, the look, I mean, I, Tom, I, I understand that you, we can all come up with things that hurt them. You are now long, no longer allowed to fly private. You must take, uh, you must take commercial airlines everywhere you go, and you have to, there has to be at least one connection. Like, we can all come up with these crazy things. They are, they are not going to, Major League Baseball is not going to say the Astros have no home games at all. Let's wrap it up with crazy, shall we? Here's Omar in Brooklyn. Omar, my man. Hello, hello. Oh, you're happy my, today. I love happy my, Omar. My weekend started a good dog. Yes. 6-1. We'll be like the 17th game back. Uh-huh. Maryland will be back in the league. I don't, I don't understand a word he's saying. The yeah. good news. And it was spending. Maryland, good day for New York, Poppy. Let's go. And Did you call me Poppy? There's nothing, nothing that I can do for Pozingas. There is no side of the story. I cannot root single bit. I want to listen about Christopher Pozingas. Christopher Pozingas? Is that his brother? 
I, I, I got to be honest. He's so crazy that I don't even know what he was saying. I could Could you? I heard he called me Poppy, which I, maybe I don't want to know what the other things he was saying. I was the only thing clear. Did, I did you have be. your hand on the dump button there? I don't know. Is it possible that Omar was just going crazy? But look, hey, Knicks win. Go crazy, baby. You don't know how many times you're going to get a chance to do that. Who knows? Maybe the Jets will even win on Sunday. Wow. What a whirlwind this show has been. It's already over, though. Golick and Winger are coming up next. I'm back tomorrow, 7 o'clock on Saturday. We'll see you then. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.